This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the channel and another edition of the Spurs Chat podcast. You might well have noticed, or the eagle-eyed amongst you, that I am not, in fact, Chris Cowlin. I am Craig Dearman, and Chris has entrusted me to take over his channel this evening because Chris is still in the stadium. Uh, we don't know what time he's going to be getting out because they keep the fans in at the San Siro, and I believe all over Italy. So hopefully Chris will be joining us later. But with me tonight to discuss Tottenham's 1-0 loss in the San Siro, we've got three brilliant guests. First of all, we've got Ricky Norwood back with us again. Hello, Rick. How are you? I'm okay, you know. I'm okay. Um, you know what? I just chose to enjoy it tonight. You know, we was back in the Champions League. We've, you know, the luck's not been with us. Injuries in one week. I can't believe the amount of injuries and, and how many people we've lost. You know, it was a bit of backs against the wall. Everything was going back down on the downer again, going into this game. So I, I was up for it. I was like, you know what? Come on, let's just go for it. Let's just see what happens. And um, you know what? I thought the two young boys in midfield done well. Um, I know it was a 1-0 loss, but I thought there was a lot of spirit and a lot of fight there. And, and fingers crossed we can uh, get over the line come the second leg. Absolutely. And we've got... Two Northern Irish guests with us tonight. Uh, we've got Gareth back with us tonight. Hello, Gareth. How are you? All good. All good, Craig. How are you? Um, I'm all right. Yeah, getting a bit used to the defeats. Thought, but there you go. I don't. I don't know if I was on the Chris Collins podcast or the Jonathan Ross show. So. I... <laughs> <laughs> it's a late, late show with Craig Dearman tonight. It's so, a late, uh... late show. That's it. That's it. Um, no look. Um, I'm going to get on it a wee bit, but we didn't perform. I thought the comments were spot on. They came up. I thought Skip and Sar gave everything everything that they had. They're lacking a wee bit of quality, but they gave everything. Um, but the blame lies with Conte. And, and, and I hate to say it because I really wish I was wrong, but unfortunately, I've been proven right. He's, 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 not doing, he's, not doing, he's not doing enough for us as a coach. 
he's persistent with this style of play that's not working. Um, but look, we'll get on to it in a wee bit. But look, it's it's great to have an Irish partner on. Um, if you want to talk about if you want to talk about the Six Nations, me and Noel <laughs> happily talk about the Six Nations. Let's not talk about it, Chasey. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> we, we've got Noel back with us. Hello, Noel. How are Hi, you? Hi, Craig. How are you doing? Yeah. Right. Best of luck in the chair tonight, mate. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Got big shoes to fill, but uh, very, I think very, everybody, big, very big shoes. I think everybody knows the. Uh, Knows the drill by now and how we're going to approach this. And unfortunately, we're going to be talking about another Tottenham loss tonight. But uh, where do we go with this, Ricky? What's your thoughts on the game overall? Uh, well, you know, like I said, like because of this whole roller coaster, part of me really just wanted to go in there and just back the boys and and go go into a cup tie with with a bit of belief. But you can see a little bit of that was lacking within the boys, uh, in, especially within those first 10 minutes of the first half. After the goal conceded, though, there, there was a bit of grit about us. Now, the stats might not back it up, the amount of chances that we created or shots on goal or whatever, but I, I, I did feel by the end of the first half that there was just something in me that, was, that, that said, we're going to come back in this and we're going to win this. Obviously, we didn't. And uh, the game management from AC Milan in the second half was, you know, it, it was on point. You know, they slowed down the game. They disrupted the rhythm. They stopped us getting getting within our stride because Skippy and, and Sarah in the first half, they, they were all over. They were doing such a great job. I felt that the little nicks and the little tackles that uh, Skippy was putting in, just a deflectable or to, or to get us back, back on the ball. Do you know what I mean? I thought he'd done really, really well. But... AC Milan were very clever in the second half in cutting that down and breaking that up and breaking our rhythm. And it was a bit of a struggle to get back in. I was screaming for subs about 65 to 70 minutes. I was I was saying, you know, shouting at the TV, saying bring on Richarlison and Dan Juma, to be fair. Um, and just, you know, give us a bit more kind of creativity, a bit more... Uh, guile, a bit more hunger from those two players to kind of go and put make an impression on the team and and on the manager and and on the club and, and kind of you know make something happen for us. Um, I think they came a little bit too late. I was happy Richardson got on, but I think they came a little bit too late. And you know we went for it again towards the end. We let the, we let go of the shackles and we went for it again at the end, but. It, it it didn't it didn't it didn't go away tonight. You know, it was a tough ground. It's a tough away team. They're a good side. Yes, they've been up and down in form themselves, but they're a good side all over. So it was a it was a tough cup game. But all I can say right now is that it ain't over. It ain't over yet. It's only half time, and I, uh, no, I, no, and I'll right. be the first one with a cliche. Do you know what I mean? That's right. And one nil is not the worst. Before we head on over to Gareth here, uh, some of you may have seen on social media and a bit a bit of good news. Um, channel regular Melvin um, proposed to his girlfriend outside the San Siro today and she said yes so massive congratulations to Manuela and Melvin on their engagement today uh, bit of good news I think there a 1-1 one, one draw probably would have been good but um, congratulations know, man congratulations so it's, it's, a, it's a win for Melvin so uh, Put a few comments uh, in the in the chat for Melvin there because he's uh, he's I think he's on his way out of the sense here right now. So uh, yeah, massive congrats to them both. Gareth, 
this was the uh, the starting lineup. Obviously, some of these changes were enforced, some of them weren't. Um, we had Romero coming in with Longley, Royale, Saar, and Skip. What did, what did you make of that that lineup tonight? Do you think it was um, it was just well enforced mainly? But do you, do you think did you have any confidence in that team when that came up? Well, Craig, before you get on to that, there, I just want to I just want to um, say that. Melvin was talking about a video with his wife the other night. I'm just glad we haven't seen that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, mind you, we're past the watershed. I'm sure if Melvin wants to send it, no, no, but congratulations to Melvin. He's, he's a good lad. Um, but look, the team, the team was, the team was, as you say, enforced, um, but predictable. Uh, the team, the team that the play was the team I expected. Um, where, where I'm struggling with is Ricky talked about um, the changes coming late. Conte never yeah. changed the system at all. He just made like for like subs. Um, you know, and he's persistent with the back five. Is the back five working? As a, as a back five, I, I don't think it is. Um, it's got, it's got, it's got Perisic playing left wing back. I, I mean, he's a very, very poor defender. He's 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 best his best abilities are going forward, but the problem we've got is he's 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 so far back defending at times, and then when he goes forward, often at times you you find Davis or Langley's actually overlapping him, and they're not comfortable in that position. Like how many times the night that Langley overhot the ball or Davis overhot the ball, it's 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 really frustrating. Um, I, I'm just not seeing what Conte's seeing, and he's not getting the best out of these players, Craig. That, and that's the bottom line. Yeah, as the, as Jack says on the screen here, he said we struggled to score against a very average Milan team. Unacceptable. Um, and it did seem we lacked that cutting edge tonight, didn't? Wasn't it? Uh, Craig, that's the most frustrating thing. I think Milan were there for the second. Like I come away from that. Yes, we only one 0 down. And do you know what? I've got every confidence we maybe can turn it around. But. They were so there for the ticking. Like I've never seen us away from home and to be that comfortable. You know, like you think about the times we went, even the time we went to Dortmund, we were three 0 up. We were under serious pressure in the first half. Then we got the breakaway goal we came um in two thousand nineteen. But like they put us under all sorts of pressure. Like can I I don't we didn't we weren't really under any pressure at all, apart from maybe the first ten minutes. But we, we created very little, as you as as you say, we lacked the cutting edge. But yeah, help, yeah. help, help the players out on the pitch. Why not take off one of the defenders and bring Danjima or Richardson on yeah. and leave Kane and Son and Kulzeski on? Because you know what, it might do something different. I, th yeah. I think, I think in the end that the changes actually weakened us. We lost any rhythm that we had. Kulzeski coming off was, was a big mistake because we lacked balance. I mean, look, I've criticised the the transfer recruitment at times, and I re I really feel sorry for Richardson. He's not a right sided player. Like he, he's lost out there. He's a striker. When he plays for Brazil, he plays up. He plays up as a number nine. Like so, play him up there with Kane. Leave Kulusevski on the right. Play Son on the left. Maybe bring Dan, Dan Jimo on for Kulusevski or Son if you're going to change it. But like, he's, he's, he, he literally just made changes for changes tonight, and it doesn't make any difference. And if anything, it weakened us. Towards the end of the game, we were just literally hoofing the ball forward and, and hoping something happened. And for us, for a side that's for a side that's supposed to be, you know, one of the top teams in England, for, for us to produce that, I mean, I think Milan were shocked. And I'm really, really surprised that Milan 
that on maybe go for the kill and try to one two or three nil yeah yeah uh, a lot of that I, I totally agree with you mate no what was your feelings on on, on the game what's your take on the whole match well, as a whole when i saw the lineup i thought it was it looked very weak you know i mean obviously i think sar and uh, skip did a good job actually uh sar particularly showed a lot of energy skip a wee bit you know we bit static uh thought we started well you know it was first five six minutes but the same old story we're chasing a game after six seven minutes you know how many cheap goals are we going to give away uh I me mean, romero was beaten far too easily for me there you know he's a big strong man you know he should be he should be clearing man ball and all to be beaten like that you know and you know the ricochet in the box i, I don't think you can blame foster on that uh after that i think we did try and uh but I think the two boys actually uh, summed it up. Ricky was saying, we're still in it. You know, it's 1-0. It could easily have been two, possibly three. Uh, I also agree with Garth that uh, Conte, I thought a few weeks ago when I could be talking to Chris and all, I mean, talking to yourself and I think last August, I thought Conte was a, a world beater, a master tactician. But now I'm beginning to have serious doubts whether, you know, he has a plan B. And, uh, you know, we're, we're in it. We're still there. But can we score two goals uh, in in London? A big ask. You'd really have to do something different and put some creativity. And I don't see where the creativity is going to come from. I know Holberg is back, and that's a, a massive plus. You know, I think he was badly missed tonight. You know, that hustling midfielder. You know, somebody that would get a hold of the ball. And I don't think we realise how good a player he is till he's not there. You know, he's not he's not a silky type of a player. But my God, if I was in, if I was a, a a player, and I saw Hulberg beside me, you know, he's the type of player you'd want there. So it's no, not all lost. Uh, but we'd have to have a, we'd have to have a major rethink. And I'm just thinking, you know, like Carl, uh, you know, I didn't really, I was like Gareth. I was watching the rugby on Saturday, and I didn't see the the Leicester fiasco, and I was so disappointed with it. I didn't even uh, look at any newspapers or see match of the day. But I'm just thinking, would Paro possibly in this midfield emergency? Would he could be could he be a midfield player? You know, he is. A, yeah. He is. A, you know, a very creative. You know, a wing back. Could he slot into midfield? You know, there has to be. A, there has to be an answer there. So, not too disappointed with one nil. It's still there, but you know, a lot of work to do, and a lot of rethinking. So, uh, that's where I am. Yeah. Ricky, just before we get into talking about the game itself, um, the comment on screen here from Bison, it, it amazes me a number of excuses we make for a manager that clearly has one foot in and one foot out. Conte doesn't want to be here and he's starting the show. I've seen a lot of um, dissent, I suppose, on social media, and it's easy to just look at Twitter and just take a straw poll from, from a vocal few, but... What are your views on Conte? Are you still firmly Conte's the man to take us forward or are you starting to ask questions about him? You see, with Conte, when he came in and we changed his whole philosophy, do you know what I mean? And we, we, we was, you know, it, changed, it started to change with, with Mourinho, really, you know, that we was going to go for a win-now manager. We wasn't really going to go for a project manager. I, thought, I felt at the time that that was the wrong thing. I, I felt that, you know, we, we had to start finding um, managers in the same vein as Pochettino. So somebody who was, who, who can deal with that type of transfer policy, you know, um, and who can 
bring on the young ones and can play attractive football and stuff like that. I, 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 at first I felt that we should have maybe gone for Ten Hag. That's who I was calling for on this channel way back then. But you know what? After the topsy turvy Mourinho time and us sinking to a new low, I felt there was games where I was so despondent. It was you know I I didn't care about the football no more. It was ridiculous. It was hurting my soul. And I, I was just, I was just kind of tired and over it. And um, when Conte came in, you know, I got sold on this serial winner, a manager in his peak, a manager in his prime. And we, we, we have started to change. There has been little bits of change, you know, as pretty much since he came in, or just before he came in. Even when Paratici came in, you know, I asked for a, a football man to start making football decisions. You know, instead of Levy, Levy starts to take his hands off the reins a little bit and let somebody who is all about football make those decisions. And those started to to happen. Conte's come in, and I've been sold on this win now manager because, you know, like we've we, we've done the project. And all of us are screaming for a bit of glory, uh, for, for, for a bit of joy, do you know what I mean, from our team. You know, we, we know we're the missed opportunity type of team. Every time we get that close, we always just miss out. And I felt that this manager was going to be the guy to take us forward, to take us past that line and to take us on to that promised land, you know. And I still kind of feel that way. I, I still feel that he, he he's, he's still dealing with... a. a um, you know, Conte's sides are built on defence and he's still dealing with not a, a, a back three that he would ideally choose. It's not an inter back three. It's not a Chelsea back three, you know. Um, he's, but he's working with what he's got. I, I, I kind of agree with Gareth that, yes, he could be getting better out of what we got, you know, absolutely, he, he, to inspire some of the players that are there to, you know, better performances. But look at our season as a whole. We've had a topsy-turvy season. We've had so many ins and outs and injuries and every time. We, we, we had, uh, what, what did we have? We had like three days of a full, fully, foot, fully fit squad before everything went to pot. Do you know what I mean? So he hasn't, he's had to deal with a lot, plus the gallbladder operation. He's had to deal with a lot. So I, I still see the passion in him. I see, when I see that reaction against Fulham, I still see that. When I see him making a phone call to Harry for the uh, 267, I still see that he wants something, you know, he, he, he does see something special. When he planted roots for, you know, rest in peace, Ventrone at the club, there was something there. There is something there. And all right, he hasn't signed the, the contract right now, but um, I don't know, man. I still think there's something there. And he's had to go for a lot. But of course, he's the one that's risen the bar, guys. You know what I mean? So he's risen the bar. He's risen expectations. So we all expect more from him and the side. I just hope it clicks at some point because we were playing some dynamite stuff to get us into the Champions League last year. And, and that was a type of Conte ball that I was looking forward to. It's just we haven't hit those heights and we haven't got into that rhythm at all. Yeah, I mean, I mean a lot of that I do agree with you with personally. I still stick with what I said on here um, a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, that personally I think that the squad have been told and the club have been told that Conte is off in the summer. And... But he's going to be giving 120% till he goes. But I think the squad will know that, that he's going. But that's look, that's just my opinion. But uh, there we go. Well, I mean, it will all come out in the wash, as they say. Gareth, coming over to you, talking about the game, not the best of starts. Again, I think we could all say um, seven minutes. Um, Romero, for me, wasn't strong enough in the air. 
missed the header and uh, two great saves by Forster, I have to say, but Diaz just nodded home. Another defensive error, though, wasn't it, uh, from, 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 our, from our back three? Craig, how many years have we been saying it? Defensive errors, individual errors, it's the same thing over and over again. Um, but look, we can focus on the errors, but you want know every 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 player can make mistakes. Every every look at the end of the day, coaches can't condone bad mistakes. So I'm not going to blame Conte for the goal because that's not as professional footballers should be defending better than that. But look, just to come back to the um, Ricky and look, I love Ricky. He's positive. He's 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 fantastic. Yes. <laughs> But, um, <laughs> you you gotta be though. If you if I'm not happy, then I'm gonna be crying on this bloody old podcast. <laughs> you know what I, mean? like, I can't do it. I wish I shared Ricky's optimism, but Ricky, even Ricky, 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 Naughty, Ricky, five six weeks ago sounds more defeated than I do now. So look, he's saying like, there's he's hoping that we click. It's February, it's mud February, and we haven't clicked at all. Look, Craig, Craig, I think you're spot on. I think there's a... If the player... I don't think the players would have been told that Conte won't be there next year, but I think there's a massive expectation within the group that he won't be there. Because, I mean, why would you leave it this long to sign a contract? If you're going to be here, then sign. There's, your, there's only two reasons why he, the contract hasn't been signed. One, he doesn't want to sign. Or two, the club don't want him to sign. So, are, are, we, in, are we in this position now... One of the are where it's just about getting to the end of the season and then the club makes a change. And if that's the case, and like the, I mean, we feel it as fans. So I'm sure the players who are there week, day in, day out, there must be a feeling around the club that he won't be there for one reason or the are, if it's a club or it's him. So look, it's, it, does that justify the performances? Look, I honestly, tonight, I just thought we lacked quality. I don't think we, I don't think we created enough. But you look at the players on the pitch, Saar and Skip, they did a great job. I thought they gave everything that they had. But they don't lack they don't, they don't have that quality or have a bandicur. They open the defence up. Um Harry Har, Har, I really feel sorry for Harry at the moment because he's trying his best. And to me it's so you've had we've had Son over the years, we've had Deli Alley, Ericsson, players like that that were, were that were top level players. Delhi, Delhi now he's not, and Ericsson's probably not either. But Harry looks the only player in the pitch now. He, he looks like he's out of his own league in a way. Son's, Son looks like he's in decline. And Kulazeski, since he got back from that injury, he's not been the same player. I thought he'd done, done okay before the World Cup. But since since we've come back after Christmas, he's not been the same player. Um, look, I have every confidence Kulazeski will be a top player for this club. I, I love Kulazeski. But at the, at the moment, he's not firing, and it's at the moment it just looks like Harry has to do everything. If he's not scoring, he has to set up a goal, and you can see it. And you can see it on his and his demeanour that he that he's struggling, and that 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 for me is a bigger worry than who the manager is. Like if we lose Harry, that's that's going to be detrimental to this club because he's a world class footballer, and I I don't see our players around the club. It's I mean if 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 if, if Harry if you, you give Harry what you want to stay. Even tonight, he, he tried to make things happen. He tried to win free kicks. He tried passes around the corner. Didn't come off. He didn't have his greatest game, but he's still a player that I, when he gets a ball, I get that excitement. And I used to have that with Son and don't get that anymore. 
and and that's 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 the big worry, uh, Craig. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I, I mean, Son's been Son hasn't had a good season, has he? It's not just a few weeks now. It's, it seems to be all season. Now, what what do you what do you make of um, you know the supposedly trusted players like like your Sons and and Romero's? What 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 did you make of their performance tonight again? Especially think, Romero getting his uh, card again. <laughs> I think this is one thing a lot of people are forgetting. The amount of football that has been played this season, you know, they, they had a World Cup in between. You know, I mean, Tottenham had 11 players at the World Cup. You know, an awful lot of them went an awful long way. You know, you know, Ian had the, the misfortune of missing the penalty and, you know, the emotion that that felt. I think that uh, part of the problem is that most teams, and you're getting very erratic results, Man City are losing, Liverpool are losing, you know, or Ch- Chelsea are losing. Uh, I think an extra fact that the, there's an awful lot of teams totally exhausted. And I think it's it's happening to Tottenham more than once because we don't have the squad depth. We don't have the, you know, even when we bring players in, we haven't got the quality of the player that they're replacing. I think Son looks completely, uh, he's only a shadow of the player that we, like he was golden boot winner last season. What has he scored this season? Five or six goals? Maybe not even that. You know, thank, Harry, thank, thank I think it's eight. Eight on all conditions, like, but I think I think three came one game and two came in our game, like so. No, it's one against Leicester. He scored a hat trick, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, I think he got two against Frankfurt, and I think it's like seven. I think it's like seven or eight goals. Okay, got a couple against Preston, didn't he? Alright, uh, so I think yeah. it's eight goals. Like, yeah. Three, three against he Leicester. He, he doesn't look the player, you know. He uh, doesn't look. Goals. I think it's eight goals. He doesn't look half the player he was, you know. I I, I actually thought at the start, you know, that Rick Carlson was was a strange signing for Spurs because. Anybody that has come into Tottenham in the last number of years, you know, to challenge Kane and Son for a place, it has been a graveyard for strikers. You know, I mean, uh, Rick Carlson, as I said, I think it was on the commentary tonight, he's only scored, you know, two goals for Tottenham. I think it was against Marseille in, in, the, um, in the Champions League. You know, no, no, had... sorry, no, sorry to cut on, but do you not think that Richardson, like, I don't, I don't blame him too much, he's been totally sidelined in terms of he's been off off the bench he's been playing out in the right hand side that's not his game like he's, he's been yeah. totally like I don't, I don't blame him too much like he's not really had a fair crack no absolutely but he got injured as well after coming back from the world cup you know so yeah. he, his season hasn't got going but as you said we're now into february you know i mean so when are we going to get going um i just think that there's a you know going back to the conti situation uh you know i agree with ricky and i also agree with gareth you know, as Ricky said, you know, being on the phone to Harry after he scored the, the goal against Manchester City, you know, he showed a, a passion, you know, for the club. But, you know, with some of the, some of the comments that he's come out with, you know, with strange, strange comments. And I, I would be amazed that if Conte is the manager next season, I would be totally amazed. I think I agree. He, I, agree. I, I think he's seeing out the season, whether that's his first decision or his own decision. You know, um, you know, in, in the commentary that I saw tonight, you know, it was, you know, that he loves Italy, you know, and, you know, that's a spiritual home. And I think that Conte will be managing the Italian team next season. So I think I really, you know, Chris always talks about, you know, world-class manager, you know, and we have to do something and we have to back this world, world-class manager. And I, I, I hope I'm totally wrong. And, you know, I, I love what he did last season, you know, and, you know, he dragged something out of us, you know, in the last couple of games of the season. Where we got Champions League, you know, where a few weeks before it, it didn't even seem likely. You know, the match against Arsenal, 
uh, was a typical example. Like we were, were swashbuckling, they were cavalier. I don't see that type of football this season, and that's what disappoints me more than anything. You know, maybe as Gareth comes back to the tactics of three at the back, has he got the players to play that? You know, you talk about the wing backs. You know, I mean, we had three wing backs a couple of weeks ago. You know, Doherty was given away. You know, Spence was sent out alone, and now suddenly Emerson Royal is number one again. Now I thought he actually played quite well tonight. I thought he put in a he put in a good shift. Perich is, is to me is an experienced player, but he doesn't have any pace. You know, he's he's technically, uh, you know, technically good, technically gifted. You know, but he's thirty three years of age. You know, I mean, I think if you want players for that position, you want guys you know up and down that wing. You no, I don't want right look. Stevie Perisic, I think he's probably past his best, right? But that's that's my point. He can't he can't defend, and he's no piss. So like, yeah, what that, that, that's, that's that's exactly what I'm saying. Exactly. So I mean, you know, a couple of weeks ago we had an embarrassment of riches. You know, you come to a situation with with like we spent twenty million on Spence, apparently a club signing, and then they let him go on loan, and I have to spend nearly forty million on another player, and he's sitting in the in on the bench tonight. So some strange goings on. Uh, you know, and and I know you'll probably get into you know uh, later on about the transfer policy, and I have my own ideas on that. You know, but so um, I, I'm not convinced that Conti. What my point is, I'm not convinced Conti will it be there next season. I'd be gobsmacked if he is. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, right, well, look, we got to get into the game. We got to talk about the game. So, Rick, um, highlights of the first half, I suppose. Um, after that goal, I thought personally we we bounced back pretty well. I, I think yeah. um, limited AC Milan. I, I think, don't think Forster had much to do. Thirteen minutes, good free kick from Son and Dyer glances ahead of straight at the goalkeeper. I think anywhere else that would have been in. Twenty-five, another Son free kick. Kane's header was deflected over. Twenty-six minutes, long-range shot from Emerson Royale. Um, as I say, good bounce back from Spurs, Rick, wasn't it really? And then on the forty-second minute, Britain. Brilliant play, I thought, from Emerson. Look, yes, this is me giving Emerson a bit of credit. <laughs> I think he was doing. Um, brilliant play on the right. He was actually on the floor, went past somebody, uh, puts in a reasonable cross to Son, and it went out for a corner. And then, finally, the last action of the half, a Son run and shot, followed up by Kane, who, who hits the bar. He was offside. But to be honest, I, I didn't think the rest of the first half was that bad, did you? No, I, I I loved our response to tell you the truth. I, I saw a battling spirit in the boys. I saw them go for it a bit. I saw the two boys in, in, in midfield look to cover and control. Uh, like I say, I really I, I enjoyed Skippy's performance. He he was all over the place, and he, even if he got a toe in to just stop that player, that AC Milan player running with the ball, or or just to put the ball in a different path and hopefully into a Spurs path. He done it, you know, and there, there was a battling performance. With that battling performance at the end of the first half, I, I had that feeling that, right, we're coming back to win this. Like, we're going to go in, everyone's going to get riled up in a, in, in, in a change room, we're going to come out firing. But that's where the intelligence of a side like AC Milan and, and where, where they speak about game management, you know, they, they're speaking about Tottenham doing more game management. And we have over this season, there has been points in time where someone like Hoiberg has done some game management and gone down and just and just slowed the game down and taken the pace out of it or allowed us to get our shape back and then we go again. And that's what AC Milan done tonight. So I can't have too many complaints with that. But, um, you, you, I mean, we, 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 
we did. We went for it at the end of that first half, and I really did believe that. All right, cool. We're going to go on to not only equalise but to but to win this. But it, it, it was tough, mate. It was tough, and that was the end of the first half. That was, wasn't it? I mean, it was it was a funny funny game as a whole. I thought, to be honest, because there wasn't massive talking points throughout it. I thought it was quite bitty in the first half. But we did we did limit them, I thought. And um I noticed somebody in the comments saying when we're gonna give Emerson credit. I think I think I just did. Oh. Um I thought I thought he was really good again tonight. So credit, as I say, where credit is due. Um Gareth, coming on to you, what massive um downer about the Benton Kerr injury, of course, um and the other players we lost, Bisuma and Sess and Larice, you know, gone from as we said, you know eight, nine days ago, having a fully fit squad to now disaster. Big talk was about how Skip and Saar were doing the middle, and I thought they were pretty good. What, what was your views on their performance overall? Craig, you keep saying the word lummet, 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 and I thought we were lummeted. We lummeted Milan to what they were capable of, and we looked lummeted ourselves, and that's the big worry. That, to, to me tonight... If you watched, like I was keeping an eye on the other game, the PSG game, the quality in that game compared to the quality in our game is massive. And that's the biggest issue. Like, even if we do turn around next week against Milan, if we were to draw a powerhouse, they could take, they could absolutely take us apart. And 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 that's a massive worry. But look, we'll worry about that if we, if we get if we get past Milan. But you know what? Looking on it, Craig, that was a big, big, massive opportunity. Must. And, and that's why I'm so disappointed. It's only one 0 We may turn it around, but a massive opportunity must when you when you come on to the point about injuries. Look, Ben is a massive must. He would be a massive must for any team. You look at Liverpool this year, the injuries they've had, it's it's impacted them. Chelsea, the injuries they've had, it's impacted them. But every team should be able to, de- to deal with injuries. And when I looked at that Milan team and I, I I looked at the starting eleven, I recognised about two, three players. The left back, Hernandez. And the striker, Liao, Giroud, and not because I want Giroud, but just from his past experiences in, in England, I didn't really look at it, look at them and go, we're on, for a, we're on for a tough night, even with the players that we had available. Look, Skip and Sar gave everything that they had. They were, I mean, you, you couldn't question their work rate and, and what they give, but they lacked the quality. And, I, and I, I, I keep repeating it, but can we not get more of these players? These players ain't improving under the coach. And that's the biggest worry. You look at, if anything, they're in regression. You look at Perisic. Perisic started off okay. He looks like he's getting worse. Um, Romero looks like he's regressing. And I'm a big Romero fan. He's not regressing. Yeah. The whole setup of the team's wrong, Craig. I'm so, I'm so sorry to say it. I, I really wish it was wrong. But the gaps, look, we're getting exposed on the counterattack so much. So we're starting off games defensively. And then when we go goal down, we're chasing the game, and we're completely over us. I mean, for how bad Milan were, they could have won the game three 0 Wait, wait. There was two chances in the second half that they had that were literally that closely going on, and we could have been beat three 0 And it would have been unfair because the game, the game itself, could have been a bore draw, you know. But it, it it worries me, Craig. Honestly, the way we're setting up, the way we're trying to get back in the games, it's a it's as if we sit off, and then once we go a goal or two down, we just Give every, we go gung ho and forget about ship, and we're totally caught out. It's it's crazy. Like Milan, Milan tonight, for how bad they were, they were they were organised. You know, they didn't give us anything. Yes, we didn't create much, but they didn't give anything cheap away. 
and that second half for how bad we were I mean they had two or three chances to kill the game and do you know what there's probably every chance we, we, we probably come back and won the game because they are a bad bad side we're not we're we're, we're, we're on the same level but there's every chance we may turn the game around no, just coming around to you, just picking up on something Gareth said there about about our midfield. Who do you see? Because let, we're, we're going to say Hoybier is going to be back, right? Absolutely. So, so who, who do you see partnering in in the middle? And I've said I I agree with Gareth on this that the the manager for me. We, he needs to change the formation sometimes. I'm not saying do it all the time, but he seems quite rigid in his approach, and I think yeah. that that does limit us a little bit. What, what's your what's your views on that? And but, who do you uh, see yeah. partnering Hoiberg? I agree with Gareth as well. But if Hoiberg will walk straight back in, and I would go with Sar. I was impressed with him. He has an energy and enthusiasm that you know he's got youth. You know he's he's inexperienced. He's raw. You know, but more games will give him that experience, you know, and I feel there's a player there, you know, and one man's misfortune is another man's opportunity. And, you know, Bentecourt's out for six, seven months. So I would think Hallberg and Saar for me. Uh, but I do agree with Craig, uh, with uh, Gareth, one thing he said. I mean, we take off Langley and we put on Davis, you know. I mean, that doesn't make any sense for me whatsoever. You know, I mean... Uh, what if it wasn't working with Langley? You know, it's not going to work with Davis. You know, he's not going to add anything to the party. So I would have thought we would have had uh, a bit more. Uh, I I can't even remember who was on the bench. Probably with nobody uh, But like, see the last sort of ten minutes with them changes, I thought we just became erratic. So many yeah. balls just getting pumped forward without any sort of substance. It was it was crazy. I honestly see see towards half time. You speaking about we we were doing okay. As the second half went on, I thought it got worse. No, worse. I thought... Long ball and hope for some deep break. And it was crazy. I, I, I just couldn't understand why he made that change. Davis for Langley, it wasn't going to change anything. That's the one that I, I couldn't understand. But I thought the referee was, uh, didn't give Harry Kane any protection in the first half. You know, the, the that blonde centre half, I can't remember his name, you know, was clattering into him all the time. And there was at least two yellow cards there. You know, and that's only uh, uh, crumbs, but... You know, you know, uh, like Romero plays on the edge all the time. You know, I mean, there, I thought there was going to be a VAR check there at one stage. You know, because uh, it was it was VAR almost, check every game. <laughs> and it reminds me of the one he got sent off for a few weeks ago against Man City, or last week against Man City. You know, he's a, he's a good player, but you know, uh, he plays on the edge, and you know, the last thing we need is a red card, and we had got a red card there today. God knows what would have happened. We obviously would have had to, you know, uh, you know, settle for for what we had already lost. But uh, my God, there's something seriously. Like, I mean, uh, Romero, World Cup winner, is he showing World Cup form at the moment? I think so. So lots, lots of worries. Yeah, indeed. Ricky, coming coming over to you. Um, just some quotes from Conte after the game. Uh, he was asked about the uh, the two lads in midfield. We were just discussing. He said, I'm really happy about the performance from Skippy and Pape Matassar. Honestly, to play this way in the Champions League and at the San Siro in this atmosphere, normally it's difficult for important players. This type of performance can make me more relaxed for the future. I can consider that we can finish the season with only three midfielders, but I know that I can count on these players 100%. Um, it sounds to me like he's... 
he's not going to change and he's going to go with those two lads that are out there tonight and, and rotate with Hoybier. Yeah, but you you know you know what is really impressive about Skippy and Saar tonight. All right, it, it it wasn't a you know it wasn't um, a world class. It wasn't a worldy performance, but it was a very good one for two young boys that have not really been in the side, not really got a run of games or a rhythm of games, and 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 their age and their um, experience has been kind of undermined as well you know, by them not starting and by the way that they're referred to by Conte, because they both are young, young boys, young guys, young, young men. Um, but they took responsibility tonight. There's one thing when you come in on an FA Cup game, on a rotation game, and you're meant to kind of, you know, show what you're about and try and take your opportunity and try and take your, take your chance and, and, and leave an impression on the team so that, but when you take responsibility, we needed them tonight. There was nobody else. There was nobody else tonight. And we needed them, you know, in the Champions League at the San Siro against AC Milan. I don't care what side AC Milan put out. If they're wearing the red and black stripes, you know, they're, 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 they've got some ability. They won the, the Serie A last season as well. So, yes, they've had an up and down season the last couple of weeks. But there, there, there is some good players in that side. Not the greatest, I hear what you're saying, but, you know, there are some very good technical players in that side. And I thought uh, Sar and Skippy done well. You know, um, they've done their chances, the world of good, really, because we needed them tonight and they took responsibility. They they didn't shy away from responsibility. Look at Sar and having a, having a couple of shots as well, you know what I mean? And and you know skippy breaking up the play and and put leaving those tackles in there and stuff like that and being able to be overlapping as well like there was a there was a lot they that that they both done right and they done well with it could have been an easy collapse you know the 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 way that the majority of world football were looking at tottenham tonight it could have been an easy collapse to, to have two young boys in the center of midfield you know, playing in a in a big massive game, you know, but they 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 stood up, they done well. That's all they can do, and we haven't seen the best of them yet because they're still young prospects. You know, um, if they do get us a, a, a couple of games under their belt, if it is Hoiberg and Saar and Skippy rotating that other midfield role, then surely you know we'll get to see better performances from them, and we'll get to see what they're about at this young precious age of theirs. Yeah, I thought they were both pretty decent, and I agree with you on Skip. I thought he made some really important interceptions. I thought he covered most of the pitch, to be honest with you. Um, Conte's a uh, few more quotes for you. As, as for the performance, I think it was a battle from start to end. We played against a team with a lot of pressure, and it was a pity to concede a goal after five minutes. And I felt that in that situation, we could have done much better. I tend to agree with him on that one. When you play against Milan, you have to pay attention when you attack because they can counter with Liao and a point of reference in Giroud. If you give them space, they can kill you. We are now talking about the first game, and I hope, in the second game in our stadium, I know our fans will create an important atmosphere and help push us. I think that's key, Rick, and it really that you know, regardless of what the fans think, that that you know, that it's a cliche, I know, but the, the, we've got to be the 12th man, haven't we? You know, yes, yes, we have, bro. But you know, when the Spurs fans are called upon, they do react and they do respond. You know, when we had to get over the line last year, they've done it. 
The whole of every single time that I've seen an away game, you know, I've always heard the away supporters somewhere, shape or form, in that ground, roaring their heads off to try and get our boys over the line. And it's going to be one of those. It's going to be, you know, uh, it's a, it's a, it's, it's going to be a knockout Champions League game where we're going to need every, all of that energy, all of that Spurs energy. Do you know what I mean? All of that, that ferocity, that that warlike kind of uh i don't know man that force that the the crowd can bring and and that you know when you when you're playing against that it's it's, it's hard mate you've seen how well we play when, when the crowd are going crazy and and it, it doesn't matter about off the field you know what i mean they just care about everything that's happening on the field right here right now so i have no doubt that every single spurs fan spurs fan that is lucky enough to be in the stadium that night in the second leg against Milan will roar their heads off and will push this team over the line. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we'll, we'll talk about Conte a bit and his future a bit later if we get time. But uh, there's a quote from him here. I don't want to talk about the future, but as a former Italian national manager, people know how much Italy means to me. It's in my heart. I will never exclude the possible idea that I will be back here one day. So make of that what you will. Um, uh, as, as I say, personally, I think he's, he's going to be off. But uh, let's continue talking about the game because that's what, what we're here for. So, Gareth, coming around to you. Um, Romero receives his obligatory yellow card in the 48th minute after a tackle that perhaps in another game could have been a red. Uh, 60th minute, free kick for Spurs. Doesn't come to anything, but the keeper gets injured clearly injured he's limping and then 62 minutes from the resulting corner the keeper has a clear catch and nobody pressures him when that would have been the ideal time to in my opinion let the keeper know you're there as i used to say when i used to play um scrappy half the second really no momentum and gareth what are your opinions on the subs because i think he left it too late again well like i spoke about it at the top of the show Obviously, I have to see that. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Again, we... Like Simone, like Simone's one of my favourite guests on Chris's show. Um, Simone needed one. He said that Conte is not an adaptable manager. He doesn't adapt. He doesn't change. He sticks with his free, his back three. He calls it to me. It's a back five because we're always in the back foot. It doesn't change. And if there's ever a night they change it, Milan were there for the ticking, and he just made like for like subs. And for me, I thought the subs were all wrong. All, all wrong. Honestly, I, I couldn't believe. See, the first sub on top was Richardson coming on, and I couldn't. Well, I did believe it, 
But on my own mind, I was thinking there's no way he's going to take Kulzewski off. He can do something. He can do a lot of magic. He can create a pass. He could go past a player. And he subs him for Richardson. They play on the right-hand side, which which he's done before. And look, it, it weakens this Richardson. Richardson on that right-hand side lost. He's not a right-hand side of player. I, mean, I just don't understand how he sees that. I mean, when he when he played at Everton, he played up top. And if he had a play with Calvertine, he played off the left. He's just not a right-hand right hand side of player. It doesn't... It isn't fun because he's obviously going to come inside. So he's, he's not going to burst past you with piss. And he's not going to come on his left foot. That's just not the way he works. Like So I, I couldn't believe that change. Um, Noel spoke about it. Switching Davis for Langley is like switching salt for pepper. It makes no fucking difference. <laughs> and that's the honest truth. It honestly doesn't. It, it, it's just it's crazy that he, that he did that. And Brennan Dan Brennan Dan Jim on for or was it for Son, was it? Yeah. It's it's uh, in Dan Jim came on for Son, yeah. Donna, it, it's in hope rather than expectation. Give the boy a fair chance. So are we gonna be sitting here now in three or four months time saying that Dan Jim has not been a good signing? But is he only gonna get five minutes here, six minutes here, seven minutes here? Give the boy a chance. Is give them subs no chance tonight and that and that's so frustrating. I spoke about it before, um with Spence. I'm really unhappy with Spence's treatment because I coach football myself and they see a player treated like that's not right. There's talent in the boy. I understand Conte's not happy that the club have went out and, you know, probably went over his head in terms of we, we, we want Spence as a, as a project in terms of he could be here for the next seven years or three or four years and we sell him for big money. So, look, everything's wrong. Um... Going back to what Ricky said, um, again, it's it's hope, expectation. He's on about Skip and Sar. I thought they did really, really well. Um, performances were, were excellent from the two of them, but they say that they want to ask. I wouldn't say they want you the Oscar that you won these dinners, but they don't. They don't <laughs> <really well. laughs> I, I wouldn't be going that far. They say that say they were that good, but um, look. But they don't, they done well in the circumstances, don't you yeah. think? No, I. Do you know what, Ricky? They were they were through and they they were through in the game that they weren't ready for. They did what they could, and they're probably two of our best performers, hands down. And getting back to the the Romero point, I love Romero's aggression. See the see the red card against Man City it was all it all came up because of a bad pass. I think it was in Davis that played it backwards, and they were if Grealish had a dribbled through and scored, we'd have been absolutely hammering Romero for not bringing him down. Normally, he has a yellow card, man, and he, he usually watches himself after that. So, look, Romero's not a big concern for me in terms of his bookings. He loves he loves a tackle. If you look at the Man City game, after he smashed Holland, Holland didn't want to know against him. So, he plays on the edge, but Romero's the least of our problems. I, I love the aggression. I love the way he flies on the tackles. Yes, sometimes you have to be a wee bit reserved, but top, top player, and they only get better, but Craig, unfortunately, I have to come back to it again. The manager should be the main talking point of this podcast. Yeah, well, we'll come on to, to Conte after we've uh, finished the game, Gareth. Don't worry about that. Um, Noel, coming around to you, as Dan puts on screen here, do you think the players feel trapped in Conte's tactics and formation? Um, and leading on from what he said pre-game, and I'll just read it to you, 
pressure all of the time is good for some players and bad for others. Sometimes players feel motivated, other times feel so much under pressure they can't perform. Maybe for a period they have a good performance and then they collapse all of a sudden if they feel too much pressure. We are working on this to make players more resilient. What do you do? You agree with what he said there? Do you think the players feel under too much pressure, or, or is it the fact that um, Conte just won't change and the players don't like it, and they feel, as Dan said, they're trapped in in what this 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 system that they perhaps don't like to play? I think I think it looks like that. I, I really I don't I don't particularly understand the statement like that. You know because you know players are players. You know you set them out to do a job. You know and it doesn't mean that you have to stick rigidly to, you know, to the plan. You know, people can be individualistic and, you know, and, and do their own thing. But I, I think you're right. I think he, um, he obviously something, but not particularly right with, with the system. He, and like Gareth said, he's very, very stubborn. You know, he doesn't want to go back for, you know, I personally would like to see a 4-3-3 system. You know, go back to the basic 4-4-2. Um, but... I don't really know. I think, is it possible, you know, that uh, is he starting to lose the dressing room? I, I, I don't know. I, I think there's something drastically wrong somewhere. I used to be amazed at Pochettino's Spurs, you know, in the couple of years, you know, when they they, they played to 90 minutes, you know, the amount of goals they scored, you know, in, in, in injury time, you know, it was reminiscent of what Man United used to do. Yeah, obviously it tailed off at the end and it all ended badly. But you know this, it, like Spurs, we're always chasing games. I mean, was there seven or eight games in a row where we where we conceded a goal that, you know, we were expected to perform a miracle every week and come back and, and either draw the game or win the game? So I, I sorry, think- no, just to jump on again, right? People have been absolutely hammering the whole thing of Conte needs world class defenders and needs this, right? I was going through the stats today, seeing sixteen seventy was the every funny second at Chelsea. We only conceded twenty six goals. And we were not a defensive team. We only conceded twenty. We conceded thirty-five Premier League goals already, and we're only in February. So we conceded I nine. I think, think we had a better defence then, don't you, Gareth? Well, I agree. Different. I agree. But we we're not a defensive football team. Uh, we, we, ab- we, we could. We absolutely any team. I think we won seventeen games at home and draw draw the R two. We absolutely hammer teams at home. So attack is your best form of defence, and that's my point. And getting back to the. Craig, you made a point there, but I haven't seen Conte's comments, but you were saying about going into the rest of the season with only three defenders, or th- sorry, three midfielders. To me, that feels like an orgy out to the board. He feels he's been undersold. If, he, if, he's, if he's come out and said, I've only got three more midfielders this season, I kind of feel like he thinks again it's on the board, not him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and no, if you want to take this one on screen from, from Ollie, defensively, we're not good enough to play his system, constantly giving the opposition the majority of possession in our half. He's adding pressure, our strength for going, is going forward. It's basically what we were discussing there, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, we're, we're not even doing that very well at the moment. You know, we're supposed to have this world class forward line, you know, and what did we create today? You know, very, very little. Did we, a couple of shots from, from Sar? You know, a free kick, a couple of corners, you know, that's we dropped into the keeper's hands. So uh, at the minute, we're not even that good at going forward, you know, because we haven't. Uh, and I don't see many players in the Spurs team playing with a smile on their face. It looks very dull, lethargic. It, it's, uh, I don't know if you noticed that. I, I just think there's something 
something not right and something missing. So um, a lot of work. So you're, no, you're hundred percent spot on. I I look at them players and I think it's the exact same as it was under Mourinho. They don't look happy at all. Yeah, that that that's the feeling I get. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, if if a guy's enjoying this game and you know you're at the top of your game, you play with a smile on your face. Even Kuliseski, you're a fantastic player. You know, I mean, and then there was a shot out today, and the camera went to the subs bench, and you had you know Kuliseski and Son, two potential players that could win you a game. I know Son's not playing that well. But my God, don't sub him in a game that you need a goal. I'd love to hear the conversation. I yearned, I have, a, I have an angle on how the conversation went. But the way he put his, his hand over his fist, I guarantee what they were saying to each other was how are we not on this football pitch trying to win this game for that's, first. That's, that's, that's my point. You know, you're bringing on Davis and you're taking off, uh, you know, I would take off a defender and you know, go for it. I know it's a different situation because it's, it's a year match and it's not like a league when it's over it's over so you you have to be a bit cautious but uh you know to see those two guys sitting on sitting on the bench and we needed a goal um i thought no this is not right yeah ricky coming around to you just finishing up on the game 70 minutes as we've discussed with charleston came on for kulosevsky 78 minutes, uh, free header from AC Milan goes wide. And then a minute later, another free header goes wide. I mean, this could have been 3-0, as, as the lads have said before. I mean, we got lucky, didn't we, there? Um, 81st and 82nd minute, Dan Juma comes on for Son. Davies comes on for Lengley. Don't quite understand that one unless he took a knock personally. 82nd minute, Saar shot goes wide. Uh, a minute later, Dyer has a free header from a corner. Um, just heads it into the floor. An 84th minute, Davies shoots over into the top tier. There was just no cutting edge on the night, was there? It, it, it was, I know 1 0 is not a disaster, but we just, I don't know, we just didn't look like scoring really for me. No, especially in that second half, Greg. But, you, you know, we've been going through these periods, especially this season. Um, and maybe we go into a zone of, almost feeling sorry for ourselves and now I don't want to make a mistake and now I don't want to go to, you know, and, and, and risk something. <clears throat> but I, I think the boys have been in a tough position this whole season, you know, um, and they just haven't, every time they get their head above water, something like the Leicester game happens and it just sends, you know, all that good work that they've done a couple of weeks before, you know, we had, a, you know, I can't remember how many clean sheets, yeah, and we, we yeah, and then we ended up beating Man City as well, which was the one that everyone was kind of like, oh, after the four two. So, and then you you kind of get a performance like Leicester, and it and it really does rubbish the whole everything that you've tried to move forward with. Um, we've also you know lost our captain in in the space of a couple of days, lost somebody very influential in the midfield. Lost a couple of subs there, so even if we wanted to change it up, which which Conte has been doing, he's been he has been bringing on Sessegnon late uh, for 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 Perisic, or he has been trying to play Perisic as the quicker wing back, like for instance. Ricky, Ricky, sorry to jump on. Sorry, Ricky, sorry to jump on, but these these type of performances are happening when the recent Benfica were available. So it's 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 more than them. Like it's it's there's a bigger problem. Yeah, and I think that the way we play our best football under Conte is. Again, it's almost like a high line. 
you, you know, Gareth, as a coach, there's there's two, simply, there's two phases of football. There's the offensive and the defensive. And when, you're, when you've got the ball and you're offensive, everybody will know their positions and you'll start to do certain things to try and create patterns and to try and create, you know. But if you're on the defensive end, you've also got defensive positions. And if the opposition always has the ball or are always on the attack, then we're always in defensive I, positions. And, and that's where Gareth says... That we go to a back five instead of a back three. The words you're looking for is transition, right? So transition yeah. is massive in football, right? So see you on Saturday against Leicester. We were yeah. as poor as I've ever seen us in transition. We were totally exposed when we lost the ball. And we give absolutely nothing when we had the ball. And that's yeah. a massive problem. And look, that can come to any players and up and I agree. And lack of quality. But the way the team the way the team's performing as a whole for me, as well below the level expected of a team that's sitting fuff in the Premier League, and that's yeah, my but, thing. like I think yeah, our, honestly, 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 Ricky, I think our position's false. Do you, I think okay. we're the fuff best team in the Premier League? Nowhere near it. Nowhere near it. But it was only the week before that we played Man City that a lot of the panel and a lot of the people were saying that that was the best performance from Tottenham for a ninety-minute, a ninety-minute performance. And that was only the week previous. So to have a demonstrative collapse like that against Leicester, that that, that must do something for the psyche of the players. Not, and, and that's what I'm saying about all the good work that they did build up until that point. But we beat Man, beat Man City before on their previous per managers that not worked yeah. out. So do you not just think that was we were we were at our game, Man City were off it? Because look, I'd love to sit here and say we absolutely upped, we absolutely bossed Man City. We had a great day and we, we put a team that was uh, better than us on on their place, but like the evidence tells you that that's been happening over the last few years. It has, it has. It's and a trait. It's a trait. It was just a flash in the pan, and we we were on our game that day, and we we didn't build on it. Like I mean, beating Man City is great, but if you don't beat Leicester and you lose with AC Milan after, it doesn't really mean much to me. Look, you know, mm. for, for for me, I think that we we as a team, Tottenham as a team. The best way that we attacked was the Pochettino attack, which was the four-two-three-one. You know, it gave us the, you know, it gave us great defensive cover, but as well as it gave us even more attacking, you know, um, options. And like you said there about the stat about only conceding twenty-three or twenty-five goals in the season, or yeah, twenty-six goals. Yeah, with, to, to concede twenty-six goals. Of course, we had you know, uh, you know, Super Yan and Big Toby at the back, right? Who were telepathic in themselves, right? So we had a good we had a good defense, but our defense was created by a high press and a high attack rate, and and going at teams and and going for the jugular and and not stopping until the 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 very very last second of extra time, you know, and and that that's where we saw the best football, the best attack, the most amount of goals. Uh, and um, a, a free-flowing Tottenham side. And it Ricky, just hasn't been that. And, and I'm, the, I'm trying to get back to loving my team again, which no, is I'm tough fine, because we've we, we, we Titanic FC. We all want the same thing. And getting back into those point, which is really, really valid, see them players at that time, they were smiling, they were loving their football. Do you see that same passion? Do you see that same lovely character of players on the pitch anymore? You don't. Mm, no, and I think for I think for me as well. I I, I don't feel as connected with the club as I did. Uh, I know we talk about Poch a lot on this channel, but that time under Poch, the 16, 17, uh, 18 
19 even with Champions Sorry, League. Break, break. Even go back to Harry Redknapp days. Martin Harry Redknapp, yeah, Redknapp. absolutely. So yeah. it's, not about, it's not about providing success and being second, third. Of course, we want to win trophies. We want to be the best team. But like even having that sort of connection with the club, that's been missing since Bosch has left. Yeah, it has. It has. And, and the players don't seem as together. I know we see all the nice videos online. I don't want to make this like a, a depressing chat, obviously. But obviously, we've just lost again and we've put in a bad performance. So, you, you know, it's not all happy, happy, is it? But... Noel, just coming to you on on one of those players we were talking about, Son and his performances lately we were discussing earlier. How do you think Richarlison's going to be feeling now Son again didn't have a brilliant game, but how, how would Richarlison be feeling now, when, especially after the game, but certainly before? Do you think he should have been given a chance and Son dropped tonight? It's a, a possibility. You know, I think he's probably thinking to himself, what do I have to do? You know, the team, uh, you know, he didn't get any action against Man City at all. I can possibly understand that. I don't know, did he come on against Leicester? Uh, I can't remember. Did Richarlison come on? I didn't see the game, so uh, no, I, I don't think he did, did he? I went home with a salt when I heard the result. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 I tapped out, mate. I tapped out. <laughs> I, I didn't watch that match of the day either. No, nah, no, did I? I didn't even. I know. I, I was, I was watching the rugby, and once, uh, once I, I actually, uh, you know, started looking at the result. It was one. And then we were two one, and by the time I got home, it was four one. So I just. Uh -huh. But uh, right, yeah, I, I think he's probably thinking to himself, you know, what the hell's going on here? You know, I arrived here as a sixty million pound player. You know, I realised, you know, that I wasn't going to get into the team right away. And he started. He started off okay. He got a couple of goals in the Champions League, but after the World Cup, you know, uh, scored a wonder goal in the World Cup, comes back injured, and then you know the team starts to do badly, and then you know uh, he hasn't got back in again. So, I wouldn't be surprised if he is shifted on. Uh, he said one Premier League start, one against Leicester. That's all he's had. The, the the problem with Ricardson is, and you said it earlier, Gareth. Ricardson is a night night number nine. You know, he it, would it be a possibility that he should play number nine and Hurricane slightly behind him? You know, I mean, I think that's. Why the not try it? Try it. Like, let, let's have a. We have, I mean, we're not doing anything now, so let's have a go. To, let's try it. Yeah, I, I think I think that's the only way you would incorporate him into the team. I, I think you know, as Gareth said, him coming on as a right winger or a left winger. He's not a winger. He doesn't. Have Ball control, you know, and then he, he goes and you know does something stupid like falls over and uh, you know tries to buy a penalty and uh, you know that type of stuff, you know, which is uh, obviously it's like a dying swan. It looks terrible, but uh, you're you're probably right. You know, he deserves he deserves a chance, and he's not getting it. So uh, you know, I think is is a man that's not willing to change very. He's not he doesn't change very willingly. But I also think, you know, that anybody that has come in to challenge Harry Kane as the number one striker in that number one position as far as it has been a total graveyard for them. There's nobody been able to do it. I, I agree, I agree. And it's 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 it is, but you have to find a way of making it work. And you I, have to I, I try an our striker with him. With him like good, play with Charleston. Like, I don't think they play every game and we have seen the cane drops off anyway. So like you have you can you can you can try different things. But when the team's not playing well, and like let's be honest, we haven't played well the whole season. Like you can yeah. count on one hand how many games 
we've walked away this season and went, that was good. Man City won. I'm struggling. Today. I think Fulham at home we were very good. The first game, Southampton. Yeah. Right, so yeah. You're, really, yeah. you're really struggling. They name games where we played well and then went, walked away and went, that could be a top, top team or that team could go on and do things this year. And that's a massive worry. A massive worry. That we're sitting what? here in the middle of February with what, six, 15 games left in the Premier League? You know, it's it's, it's absolutely crazy, Craig. They pushed us. I know we have to get to the end of the season. And honestly, as much as I'm against Conte and I don't think he's the future for this club, look, you have to let it go on in the season now anyway. Because you know what? It could end up fluking something. And it would be, to me, would be a massive fluke because based on performances I've seen, we're not a team's going to win anything this year. Or like, You look at Newcastle, right? You look at Newcastle. They haven't got the players we do. Let's be honest, they haven't. Would you agree? No, we've we've got the better squad, haven't we? And, and but, but they are but they're, they're playing organized, better football. They're, they're organized, they've got a style of play, they know what they're good at, you know, and if they can't win a game, they'll make sure they don't lose one. And look, Conte's pre has been absolutely his his A game is look, he's a defensive coach and he'll not make sure. But we're we're conceding goals left, right and centre. I think we we've conceded more goals this season than we have under any previous manager in the last four or five at this stage of any season. So, like, it's not as if we're getting we're, we're any better in defence anyway. So, I, I don't understand that at all. Yeah, it's certainly a, a lot worse, isn't it? The number of goals conceded. Just a quick question for you all before, before we wrap this part of the show up and perhaps talk about Conte's future and what you all think of it, although we've touched on it already, obviously. Rick... Obviously, the, the the return leg is in three weeks at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and it's only one nil, as we've said. Can we can we turn this around? What does it take for us to turn this around? And if we do turn it around and go through, how far can we go in this competition, re- realistically? You know, with Tottenham, we never do anything that the, the, the easy way. It's always the hard way. So even at the the, the depth, when there's no more light in the room. Tottenham will do something at that point and just surprise you. They'll just bring you back. When you've given up on Tottenham and when you don't want to watch and you don't want to listen no more and you've had enough and you take your Saturday back, that's the day they have a stormer. Do you know what I mean? So, of course, of course, Tottenham are like that. It, you know, Lee McQueen calls it the crazy train and it really is. It is a crazy train. I don't know how people don't have uh, heart arrhythmias or palpitations or, you know, I, I know why I've got my grey hairs because I bloody well Tottenham. I know that much because they, they, just, they put you through the ringer every single time. And, you know, we could all be philosophers right now and all say the right thing or the wrong thing and, and pick out the, 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 the little nitty gritty. But it, it just takes one shift, one piece of energy that just opens everything up again. And that's why I think psychologically the, the lesser defeat was massive. Because we we'd start to we just started to get over a hump, you know. We we was on the on, on the back of a bad news two weeks. Do you know what I mean? Paratici was going to jail, you know. Uh, Levy at that um, uh, Kane was leaving, and and Conte hasn't signed anything. And team and But there was a lot of things that were happening, right? And it was doom and gloom, and then we started to pick ourselves back up. And then we hit that Leicester defeat, and I think that it just—I it, it, think it psychologically damaged a lot of them. Do you know what I mean? But they did. 
come out and they could turn it on me. And of course they could go through. Of course. You just never know. It just takes one gust of wind of well, energy, you know what, mate, and, and things what, could shift. You know what? Look, 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 at, look at Emerson, Gareth. Gareth, look at Emerson Royal, right? We was all, every single person wanted him out of the club. We, we'd, we'd given up on him. Craig, tell me about it, bruv. Did we not, everybody, uh, we, it was a debate every single week. Emerson Royal. Never, Emerson no, Royal. I never gave, I never gave up on him. I never gave up on him. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. <laughs> but, but you know what? A bit of competition and, and a bit of threat. And, and you, you know, uh, he, he, he came out with a great performance against Fulham. And then he yeah. was man of the, what, what, arguably, arguably man of the match against Man what? City. So what I'm what? saying is, is that things can change with Tottenham on the flick of a coin, bruv. Look, but, yeah. I, but I, I think with Emerson, anyway, Emerson's always been a good defender. I don't think he's... It's, his, it's going forward. He's, as he's, as he, like, I don't think he's yeah. ever... Let us down too many times defensively. I think he's actually a really, really good right back, and he's not a wing back like he is, or he's, he's a decent right back in terms of defending. But look, hey, uh, Craig, I'm going to the I'm going to the second leg at home. My first home game this season. I've been to a few away games, but it's my first home game. So hopefully we can turn it around. Do you know what? Well, we've got every chance. We've got we've well, got every chance of doing it. Well, because as, as Ryan said Milan, there, we need to score three, I think. So, yeah, I'd agree with that. Milan, but look, <laughs> Milan, Milan are not a good side. So, look, if we get the first goal in that game, you'd probably fancy to turn it around. But, yeah. but the, 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 bigger, the bigger issue is we have to improve going forward. Or, do you know what? It's a waste of time. It's no good bit Milan. They draw an our team and get absolutely smashed. So, we have to improve. Will we improve... Yeah. The evidence suggests that we're going to see the same. They, they may. So, look, I'd love to sit here and be positive like Ricky has been all season, but Ricky's been the same since August. <laughs> I'm going to have my bets on. It's going to be a miserable, it's going to be a miserable end of the season. But look, hopefully, I really want to be proved wrong. Getting back to the point of Conte, look, we, we spoke about him enough. I actually really, really like Conte. You know what? Good. He, he seems like a good person. He's been free a lot. I'm going to make an excuse now because Ricky loves his excuses in terms of stuff happening. But um, he's had a lot of he's had a lot of stuff going on in the background in terms of close friends, family. He's living on his own in a hotel. That can't be easy. But look, my my, my point to that is, I'm a Spurs fan. I'm not an Antonio Conte fan. Yes, if he's doing great things for our club, I'm 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 fully behind him. But if his head's not the right place, and someone out there better that can lead us forward. But I'm all for it. Well, Potch was in town having dinner with Steve Hitchens, so he might be getting the band back together. You, know, you never know. Um, no, um, actually, I've seen that. No, what? What? Do you can we can we go through? Can we go course, through? Can we of course, score? Of course we can. You know, uh, I've I've always been a Dazab full person, and, and Ricky is right. Like Tottenham, life out of you. I mean, a few years ago, I mean, against Ajax, you know, who would ever forget? You know, uh, Lucas Mora and and what he what he did, and there was another player we could have put on tonight. Um, you know, he 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 could have grabbed a goal tonight. You know, but uh, of course yeah. we can. You know, it's only one nil. Anything can happen. We get a goal early on, and go for it. And one of those special nights that Whitehart did, I think is very much on. But you know, there needs to be you know in the interim period, there needs to be a, an improvement in, in the next few games. I think it's West Ham next, is it? Mm. Uh, is West Ham? Yep, yep. 
Yeah, and that's the way, is it? It's, no, we're home. We're home on Sunday. Half four, half four on Sunday. All right, okay. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, of course we can do it. Yeah, hundred percent. Sorry, Craig. Before you go, look, I've I've had so many messages over the last few years. So many people slipped me for some of the comments I've made, but look, it's actually turned around, and so many people have been texting me, commenting on the videos, and saying like um, how much they fucking appreciate me. And so I have to say, for all Chris Collins fans, these are absolutely brilliant. And tune on to every show. Craig stepped in the night. Craig's been absolutely brilliant as well. So look, thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you. Well, when you're not, quite, I'm not quite letting you go yet because we got to talk a couple more bits. So, um, oh, sorry, I thought we were get where we're going. Sorry, sorry. Well, no, 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 no. I'm not letting you go. We still got to talk a bit more about Tottenham. Sorry, sorry. Unless you got to go. He wanted another beer. beer. running a bit low. You go and get another beer. Gareth and uh, I'll, we'll come come out to Rick. So Rick, we've got West Ham next. Yes. So mate. obviously we're going to have Hoybier back, but you know West Ham results of late they haven't been as bad lately. Um, been picking up a few points. Big game in it against West Ham. It always is. It's not as big for for us as it is for them, obviously. But it, it's it's a game we we've got to bounce back. We, we've got to bounce back from this result and and put in a good performance against West Ham. They're there for the yeah, taking, aren't they? But but it's a great game to go into. I think it's a perfect game to wake everybody up again and shake everybody up again. When you've got a fight for something, you know. When you've got a battle for something, that's when you should see the best of. Of, of those that are in your squad, you know, and, and this is their moment. This is their moment. Now, whether that means changes within the 11, um, whether that means switching it up a little bit, I, I you know, Conte has played a 3-5-2 before and, and that could possibly happen with Harry Kane going into the attacking midfield row and, and sticking Sonny and Richarlison up front, maybe, you know, they... There, there, there is something else that can be done with this free at the back. So it doesn't have to stay as rigid. It's just whether he does it or not. We do have options right now, and um, it's about using them. All right, cool. Uh, Benton goes out for the season, and that's a massive blow. He's the tempo. He is the, he is the metronome of our side. But it's time for, uh, for the rest of these boys to step up. And, you know, a perfect game to do it in. It's going to be a battle. Doesn't really matter about form. Form always goes out the window in these type of games. So it's all about who wants it more and who does it mean more to. And and if we come out fighting and if we come out with a bit of pride on our chest and, and go for it, then, of course, we, we could go at it and, and beat the Hammers. But, you know, Antonio loves Antonio. it. Antonio. You know, he loves it. And West Ham, you know, they, they always go for it against Tottenham. So it's going to be a, a massive battle of a game. But what a great game to kind of to, to, to kind of send the boys into and get them to wake up and, and, and fix up. So, uh, yeah, come on, you Spurs. Excellent. Gareth, what do you think about the West Ham game Sunday? We're going to get a result there? Or are they going to give us a typical battle? Let's, no. let's hope not to be 3-0 up again and for them to come back. I'm still having nightmares about that. Well, I'll tell you, yeah. West Ham's always one of them games. I was actually at, I was actually at the away game. Um, we went one more up and we absolutely just let them come on this. Make no mistake about it. West Ham could be sitting with 0-0 zero, zero points this year, right? It could be sitting minus points. And they will be up for it on Sunday. They will be right up for this game. 
there's no doubt about it, right? So we're going to have to be at our best. And I mean, if we turn up there 50%, we're getting beat. So West Ham for them is their cup final. It's Spurs is their cup final. Same way Chelsea does. And hey, people people will always say that Spurs is an often club. We don't do this. But look, Arsenal's biggest game is Spurs. Chelsea's biggest game is Spurs. And West Ham's biggest game is definitely Spurs. So because Millwall's not in the league, so it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. West Ham could be coming in this game. They could own their last six games, and I'd still be saying, even though they're not in a good place, it's gonna be a tough, tough game. Always is. Um, look, I think Spurs are favourites. I think if we turn up, we'll probably win. But if we turn up like we have been in the last few weeks, bar Man City, even the Fulham game, look, Fulham was was scrappy. Kane scored a great goal. Or not, there was nothing in the game. We have to play like we did against Man City, and that means every player 100% at it. And if we're not at it, we'll get beat because you could, you could argue West Ham's got, I've got a better my feet than us. They, they definitely do now coming this weekend. I mean, you take on Rice as a superstar. Um, would absolutely love him to be at Spurs. Um, I think that's the type of player we should be going for, to be honest with you. Well, it's not a transfer show, but I think he would he would be an absolute revelation for, for Spurs. Um, but Paqueta's a good player. Antonio always seems to turn up against Spurs. Yeah, um, so yeah. Look, it's gonna it's gonna be tough. I wouldn't be counting I wouldn't be counting your chickens. I'm thinking this is three points. Um, forget about the league table, the hard game, but I think they might nick it two one. And I'll see some of the people are saying in the comments here. Um, Gareth, what do you think of the AC Milan game? Look, I'm going to the game, so um, look, I think it's gonna be tight. AC Milan, I think we might I think we might get through, but it'll be fifty fifty. I definitely think we'll won, we'll won on the night, but it'll be tight. Could go to penalties, couldn't it? Who, who knows? Noel, what do you think about West Ham? Do you think he's going to make changes? Do you think Porro's going to come back in and be given a, a, a start? I don't think he will, actually. I think he'll stay with Royal. I think Royal did very well uh, last couple of games. You know, he was dropped against Leicester, and I thought he did well tonight. So I don't see any reason why he wouldn't play Royal. Um I think West Ham was great, as the boys say. You know, it's always the toughest, game. as you say, with nightmares about the three three zero a couple of years ago, and you know the last yeah. goal. I think if it was for another minute, it would probably be four or three. Uh, West Ham always seemed up their game, as the guys say. But you know, if ever we need a response, it's now, and this will this game will test the character of the Tottenham team. They need to. They need to. There's no question about it. West Ham need points. Spurs need points for a different reason. If we start, you know, losing games now and, uh, you know, drifting away from you, we're with no chance of making top four. So we need, you know, this is a game stand up, be counted, you know, and this is a game where I, I don't think we can afford to lose and I don't think we will. I, I go 2-0. Great. So you've gone 2-0, Gareth's gone 2-1. Rick, I don't think you give me your prediction for the game. What, what do you think? 2-1 two, two, Tottenham, 2-1 Tottenham. Two one. I was going to go two one. Tottenham before I, I you. Said. Never, I never bet on Spurs. Somebody scoring against them, but they always do. But you know, I'm not a betting man, but I, I wouldn't put a bet on somebody scoring. So two nil. To be honest, lads, I think I think we have to put somebody on race. So race could cause us problems. That could be a big thing, though. Well, yeah, yeah, he, he could. Holberg will be back. Holberg will be back. I'm right, Mamma. No, I'm gonna go free. I'm gonna go free one Tottenham right? free one, because I don't, I don't I don't want to say the same as everybody. So I'm gonna go same free as last one, season, Craig. Same as last season. 
Sonic and Tuesday. I'm going to go 3 2 Tottenham now. Just because I'm not copying Gareth, mate. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but as they're going to go 2 0 up and then we're going to come back and win it in the last minute, Rick, that would be different, wouldn't it? Don't do it. Don't do it. Remember the game in 2007? Can I ask a question? Terry's going yeah. to hold it in the last minute. That was that was my favorite West Ham Spurs game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to ask Go on then, Gareth. Right. So do you think we'll finish top four this year? I was gonna ask that. I had that written yeah, yeah. Um I'll I'll cover that one. I still think we will. I do. I think we'll sneak sneak it. I think we'll sneak it. Uh, uh no. Marginally, yeah, yeah. Okay, I have to say, you, know, you know my answer, mate. So I don't even know why you're asking so, me, so, Sunshine. You know what? You know what? I actually think we might do as well, right? And and that's a and that's a big thing for me, right? So, say if we finish top four, do you think giving Conte a contract could harm us or take us forward? I don't think he said anyway. No, I don't. Regardless, we could win the Premier League. I don't think. No, nah, well, I think that's a different question. But like, you, I think that's the problem. I think if we, get, if we get top four, I don't think it's because we're good. I think it's because our teams have suffered in terms of Liverpool been bad, Chelsea have fallen off a cliff. You know, you, we're, you we're only with, up against. We're only really up against Newcastle. Didn't he come out with a statement, Craig, that he that he misses Italy, that he wants to go yes. back? Nah, I, 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 think, I, I think I think he's gone. I think he's what, gone. And do you know what? Though? I think it's it's better in terms of see if we're taking football out of it. See for his own mental and personal health. I think he has to go back to Italy. Yeah, if so. he goes, if he goes right, if he goes, um, Rick, what what do you think? If he goes, uh, the next manager we get in personally, I would take Potts back. I know there's a bit of resistance from some fans, but I'd have him back tomorrow. The next manager, regardless, let's say it's not Potts. Surely, as it got to be, and you know, as Chris has said many times, you've gone from Pochettino, Jose Mourinho to Conte, let's forget Nuno. But we've surely got to get in a Poch type manager. I mean, somebody who plays front foot attacking football that Daniel Levy came out a couple of years ago and said, This is what we're about. Surely the fans want that back because I miss it. I mean, I, I'll take playing the way we play if we're winning. But, Craig, you want to get off the edge of your again? When's the last time you were jumping on the butt to get on, to get on something? <laughs> but you know, do you, do you know? Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean, Rick? It, it's um... yeah. No, I. It, it, it does kind of baffle me that we kind of abandoned um, the, the what Poch built. You know, the the way of playing, the fact that he was there. You know, and he saw every single level of football at, the, at Tottenham Hotspur Football Club to make sure they were playing the same way, so that they could come through and play that way once they got into the first team. I don't understand how, like, teams like Brighton, who will continue to go for, you know, uh, forward forward football, front-footed football-type managers. Um, and, and we totally abandoned that. We went with, you know, Mourinho. I mean, you say forget Nuno, but Nuno, again, he was coming in as a back three operator and he didn't play the back three. Do you know what I mean? So, in the same vein, and then we've gone in for Conte. So, uh, look, man, in my, in my heart of hearts, like I said, you, the, the, the best football that we've played and the, the, the most excited I've been and the, and the most convinced I've been that, that we can beat anybody and be in any game is that 4-2-3-1 that Pochettino played and the way that we played it with the high press 
and and the relentless attacking and you know the creative player in the middle as well Ericsson finding pockets of space left right and center so that's my favorite type of football so if we was going to change manager if and when we're going to change manager um that i would love to of course i would love to go back to that and you know pochettino for me always is is, is had my heart for a long time bro it was hard to get over him so you know if he comes back to to finish off the job that he started then for me i'd be over the bloody world moon and then and um i'd be saying we're back again you know so you know yeah. but but right now we've got conte and right now we we haven't seen the end of the season yet and we don't know what what type of tottenham's going to turn up next week so let's see absolutely and, and, and gareth obviously i know what your your feelings are on conte but we've got to be 100 behind him haven't we regardless because we don't know what's going on we you know we don't know what's going to happen and i personally still think we've got a cracking chance of winning the fa cup but we've got to improve on consistency haven't we craig i've always said look my feelings on conte are long term short term look there's no point we c- unless unless fans go seriously seriously wrong look i'm, I'm behind conte at the end of the season 100 percent, 100 percent. i am behind him um i i love him in a way in terms of like i love his passion and i love his you know he's he'll not if he thinks something he'll say it you know, I love that. Um, but you have to have substance behind it in terms of like he'll blame the board a lot for stuff. But he's had a lot more money to spend, Craig, than previous managers have had. Would you agree? Yeah. Uh, so, well, yeah, well, definitely. definitely yeah. He has to start proving. I mean, and, I, and, as, as, and as I said to Chris on the last show, say, say this runs on in the, the season and we were to finish with nothing in terms of no trophies and finish fifth or sixth. To me, that would be a massive, massive failure because, see, if I was making my predictions at, at the start of the season, I had us third, fourth, minimum, and a trophy was a bonus. So I expect us to be top four. So he has to deliver on that as well. So but look, um, for me, look, Craig, I think, I think, I think one of my first first shows with you was like, um, renew, renew was sacked, and I said, "Do you have a Graham Potter?" And I was laughed at. People were saying Harry Potter. And look, I know it's not going well for Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> and I know it's not going well for Chelsea at the moment. And I know it's not going well for Chelsea at the moment. And, and I really hope it continues for Chelsea. But I really think we need... And one of the comments come up here was saying about a project manager. I think we're back in that situation again, unfortunately, where we do need a good manager to come on. Somebody that can improve players, spot a player, work with a recruitment team, and balls from the balls from the back again because you look you look at our best players Kane Son they're 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 the 29 30 like so we're gonna have to start rebuild anyway so look mm-hmm. I I really want to see next year a top manager come on that can improve players and I honestly it might not be pretty every week in terms of we might lose games but if we're performing as a team on the pitch and creating chances then I'll be happy. Absolutely, and and now you know as, as Greg says here, something magic can still happen with this squad this season. Remember our last run to the Champions League final, and Lucas hasn't had a run off the bench yet. He is spot on looking looking at this with uh, rose tinted spectacles, perhaps. But you know we can still do it, can't we? The season's not over. We're still not in a bad position in the league, and we're in two cups. So why can't we? There's 15 league games to play for. There's a lot of football. And there's going to be a lot of, you know, crazy results. You know, teams are going to be taking points of each other. So 
uh, it's not all lost. We can get top four, definitely. And uh, I think actually, you know, tonight was not a disaster, but disappointing. You know, we, we obviously wanted to, to not lose that game, but obviously it's gone now. So we can still turn that around. I think there's an awful lot to play for. And, you know, if uh, we can get, you know, a, a some sort of, you know, a better shape into the team and start, you know, maybe giving players a chance that haven't been given a chance, like we Carlson, you know, Gareth made a great point that he's only started one league game this season. You know, £60 million player that's not even getting a look in. Something seriously wrong there. And, um, yeah, I feel a lot of positivity. Uh, but if i uh, talking about, I would love to see, I mean, I'd love to see, like, uh, it would be incredible if we beat West Ham, maybe, and David Moyes gets sacked. Maybe they might offer him the job. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, nobody has, he's he's still living in London. He still has a good relationship with, with Tottenham and with Levy, you know, with that Argentinian, Aussie Ardenas, a connection. It wouldn't surprise me. But uh, another guy that I always sort of thought would be a good Spurs manager, and he's doing a good job again at the moment, is myself and Gareth's fellow countryman, is uh, Brendan Rodgers. I think I, think, I, I said Rogers before, and people people won't doubt me for it. But I actually like Rogers as well. Yeah, I like, think he wants, he's, you know, I, he, he, you it's taken me eye. It's taken me eye. Yeah, Debray at Brighton, he plays yeah. the exact same way. Yeah, that I both see football plays. Now I know you're banking on a couple of months there, so maybe maybe not. But the way Brighton are playing at the moment, I love to see that kind of football Spurs. And you could argue that Brighton don't have the same players Spurs do. Absolutely. And that's it, you know, as you said before, Newcastle, you would say they haven't got as much quality as Spurs, but they seem to be getting it done, don't they? But, um, you know, Look, this, this, fair this Craig, is... Newcastle, Newcastle, Newcastle are being organised and they're, they're not scoring a lot of goals, to be fair. They're not they're not the best they watch in terms of scoring goals and creating chances. But as with Noel said there about um, player or managers and stuff, but... You look at Brighton at, at, at um you look at the Zerbe at Brighton, they they are playing some stuff with a minimal budget. So why can't we play the same stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, thank you very much, you three, for coming on. It doesn't look like Chris is gonna be able to join us, so um he's probably still in the stadium, but uh, uh we've we've done an hour and a half talking about another Spurs loss. So thank, thanks to all three of you for coming on and thanks for everybody who's watched. And... You, Sorry? You were fantastic. Oh, thank, thank you. Well done, Craig. Well done, mate. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's very kind of you. Before we go, Rick, I'm sure everybody knows, but where can people find you on social media? Uh, you guys know already on Twitter it's at Ricky J Norwood on Instagram it's official Ricky Norwood and Craig again well done tonight bruv you took the range you was fantastic Chris will be proud and and I've got to say a, a big thank you to, to to my girlfriend and all of our partners that have um, you know haven't minded us being not only watching football but participating in another 90 minutes plus on football talk. So, um, yes, let's wish, indeed. Let's wish all of our partners a happy Valentine's and a thank you. And to all of the partners out there that are now sleeping and you guys and girls are watching this podcast, uh, happy Valentine's to you too. 
Yeah, absolutely. I treated my wife to uh, to watching Spurs lose, and now I'm, I've come in here yeah. and, and done this. So she's she's had a cracking yeah. night, absolutely cracking. Um, that's, Sarah, how we, that's how we know we've got a good one, Craig. That's how there, we know. there you go. You know I mean? I'm not I'm not sure I still have Rick. You know, she might have gone. <laughs> I thought I had the, think I had the front door actually. Um, Gareth, um, thanks for coming on, mate. And where can people find you on social media? You find me at Gareth Hotspurs on Twitter. Usually taught them tweets, but honestly, I love my Netflix shows as well. So our Sky shows. So if anybody wants any tweets of like, anybody watching The Last of Us now, The Last of Us. No, I'm going to wait till it's all on and then we'll binge it. I think so. Oh, it's brilliant. Honestly, it's really, really good. It's a good turn off from football. So no, look, I'm a football coach, so you'll see certain stuff on there. That's unless you're not a football fan, there's no point following me. But look. Um, I have to say, Ricky and Noel, you were fantastic guests. Really enjoyed the chat. Ricky, loved the debate at times. I know you're a massive positivity fan. I love to share the positivity with you as well. But until I see it, I'll not fucking preach it. Balance is key, bro. Balance is key. No, I know. But look, um, one more thing. Um, before we go, who are you sporting the Six Nations, boys? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't watch rugby. Guys, the World Cup number one in the world. Nah, a, 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 a Tottenham player in the Six Nations. Hey, we'll want that. <laughs> hey, we'll yeah. that after. We're, we're going to want that after. Yeah, that's who I suppose, sunshine. That's who I suppose. Rick, I've got the ability oh. now. Now Chris is giving me admin rights. I can no, mute Gareth, I know, I know. so I can no. just I can just turn him off. <laughs> and, uh, I can oh, do Craig, all sorts. Craig, Craig, fantastic job. And one more question where he's go. He's going to the AC Milan game at home. Uh, I'm, I'm not unless I can get a Wangler ticket from somewhere. But uh, yeah, no, I, I am don't think not. So. No, uh, uh, no. Okay. I'm, I'm going to the game. It's my first home game of season, so hopefully we get three points. Well done. Well, three points. Is we have to win the tie by two goals. So. <laughs> yeah, that'll do, really. And now, thanks for coming on. Where can people find you on social media? I'm not on social wanna... media, Greg. Uh, do probably good. That's probably good. But well, I, I, well, uh, simple life, you know. Yeah, no, I, I, it's probably probably best sometimes. It can be quite a toxic place sometimes, but yeah. thankfully, this place is a really lovely place. And so, thank you once again to everybody for tuning in. I hope it's been. A decent listen i hope it's been a bit cathartic and and uh you can uh, you know a bit of therapy and, and join us because we're all spurs fans and we all feel the pain when we lose and the joy when we win and all that sort of stuff so look until the next time thanks for watching thanks for listening thanks for tuning in hit the like button hit the subscribe button because chris does a fantastic job for tottenham yes. so wherever that button is on your uh, on your phone or your tablet or whatever it is you're watching on or listening on subscribe to the channel because it really helps chris out so i'm gonna say goodbye i hope it's been good i hope i haven't balls up too much and i hope i haven't lost chris a load of subscribers so till the next time come on you spurs come on
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 